0: Welcome back to a new episode of the Oxford Policy Pod. My name is Chirag Shah, a Master of Public Policy candidate at the Vatnik School of Government at the University of Oxford. Today, the Oxford Policy Pod is launching a new mini series where we are interviewing some of our fellow MPP students about their experiences and aspirations as policymakers. Our first two guests are Reem Al Nuami and Mariam Ahashmi from the United Arab Emirates. Reem is a mother to a one-year-old boy named Saeed, but also works in the UAE Prime Minister's office. Mariam was a UAE Youth Ambassador to China and works at Abu Dhabi Global Market. Reem and Mariam, thank you for joining me today. Um, Firstly, can each of you tell me a little bit about yourselves and your journey to Oxford?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having us, uh, Chirag. So as you mentioned, my name is Reem. Um, Before coming here, I was the lead of strategy realisation at the Government Development and the Future Office um, under the UAE's Prime Minister's Office. And while I was there, I was working on national projects, uh, proposals of policies and legislations that are a bit more on the forward-looking end of of, uh, proposals. yeah, that's basically what I did before coming here. Thank you. Um,
2: so before coming to Oxford, I was working in Stilam, uh at Abu Dhabi Global Market as an analyst under the CEO's office. Um, it's a very niche sector. Um, it's a financial free zone. So most of the work that I worked on was on tech startups, bringing in companies, investors, um, looking at sustainable financing mechanisms. Before that, I um, worked at Expo 2020 Dubai, um, and it was such a fulfilling experience, very wholesome uh, to get to work on such a massive project for the UAE and to bring the world um, all over the globe uh, to host them within the UAE. My main projects there were around sustainable development and a bit on
0: international uh, affairs and diplomacy, Um, and yeah. Great. And uh, Mariam, what motivated you to do the MPP?
2: So I think it was multiple experiences. Um, I did economics in undergrad and um, when I studied economics, I felt like it gave me that umbrella foundation to understand how the world works. And I really enjoyed it and I felt that there is something else that I need to couple my degree with. And during my university times, as you've mentioned in the beginning, I was a UAE Youth Ambassador to China. So um, during the summer, I would go to China, uh, multiple cities, we would work with a lot of companies, work on reports, policies. And that's where I was first introduced to policymaking. Um, And it was very fulfilling because you feel like you can give back and there's impact. And you work across different sectors, so it's not just economics uh, or water security or um, sustainable development. It could be different things at the same time, which makes it such an interesting uh, field. And, and that's something that I feel really pushed me to look into it more. And, and once I did that, once I graduated uh, from university, I knew that's something, that's a path that I want to take. Um, and that's mainly what motivated me to do a degree in public policy. Great,
1: and Rain, how about yourself? So a uh, fun fact about me, I, I call myself a retired engineer. So I studied electrical engineering in my undergrad and my first internship in, I realized that this is not for me. And that's how I ventured on, you know, <clears throat> looking for a different career. I started off in consultancy for almost two years and then I moved to the prime minister's office and I just loved it. You know, I can tell when something is for me. Um, and I realized how much I know that I want to work in government and I want to work to, to serve people. But I thought I needed to formalize that kind of learning. And as much as I've learned on the job, as much as I've learned so much from consultancy, from from working at the prime minister's office, I knew that there was more that I was missing. And I, and coming here, I, I saw that, you know, with things like studying about philosophy or uh, delving deeper into economics, which was quite it was a learning process for me, but it was very important. And I think it's very important for everyone that does a career shift or, or wants to delve into something deeper to try to find avenues to to, to obtain that form of education. Yeah,
0: I definitely think um, a lot of those things motivated me to come do the MPP as well. Um, having worked in government and then um, kind of seeing the ability to make transformative change and how meaningful that is to me um but also wanting to learn how to do that better so definitely can um sympathize with that um mariam do you have role models or people who paved the way for you to be here
2: i think there's not one role model um i think um there are certain people in my life as i grow up really taught me different things um i think growing up um my two biggest role models would be my mother and father. Um, my mom, I think she did not tell me how to live. I think she lived and I watched her do that with grace, with integrity, and I think I really learned from her how to to live life in a way that serves people but also serves myself. Um, and that's something that was just growing up and seeing how much grace she has and how much kindness really taught me how to be kind with others, how to be kind and gentle with yourself as well. Uh, my father really pushed me to be who I am in my professional career, I think. Um, really told me like to go after what I want, to push boundaries, to open up doors, to take opportunities. And he is honestly one of the most hardworking people I've seen in my life. And I think that really shaped my drive and my passion for work and giving back and, you know, taking any opportunity I can to just give back to the country and to to the world, uh, maybe someday. Um, And then I would say professionally as well, during my job, uh, Her Excellency Reem al-Hashimi, who is the Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, she really taught me how to be resilient in the face of so many challenges. Um, Being able to juggle Expo 2020 Dubai alongside her portfolio under the Cabinet of Ministers is such a big role. And I remember just looking at her and thinking, wow, how could someone do such an amazing job holding such big positions? Um, And I think that really taught me that one day i want to be able to do what she does uh, with so much resilience and agility. Yeah.
1: Can i can i just say that i i've met both of miriam's parents this year and you can see how they've impacted her and you can literally see their personalities in her in, in the most beautiful way ever the drive and the grace all of it combined so i i i i can attest to that. <laughs>
0: That's so sweet. Um, And Mariam, can you tell me a little about what it's like to work in the public sector in the UAE? I think a bit of what I've mentioned
2: currently, I think UAE is very fast moving. It's a very young country. Um, We always want to strive to be number one. We want to strive to always have change and impact and try to tap into new markets that we haven't tapped into. And I think that really teaches you how to be able to adapt to such fast paced work, um, to be agile. Um, and to be able to learn, unlearn and, and relearn because sometimes you work on a project and the next day there's something new and you need to learn something new or, or uh, you've learned something before and you there's a new way to look at things and you just really acknowledge how things move quickly around the world and especially in the UAE, I think um, working in the public sector is, I think, as I've mentioned, I think very adaptive, agile, fast-paced. I think maybe you could add on to that, Reem. Uh, we both worked in government, so I think we know how,
1: what it takes to be, you know. Yeah, I think um, it really is quite fast-paced and agile. But of course, working with a lot of ministries, you, you do see that it's it's. It's not a, you know, linear line in terms of how things work. Um, and with every ministry, with every entity, things are quite different. And And I think the agility comes from the aspect that you need to acknowledge that you need to work differently with all of these entities, right? Um, and I think being at centre of government, that's where most of the flexibility and, and all of uh, all of that agility comes to play. Yeah. um, I think it might help um, some of
0: our listeners to know kind of how, how the uh, UAE is uh, set up institutionally. So there's, you work for the Prime Minister, uh, Reem, uh, who's, I guess, the head of the nation as a whole. Um, And then there's uh,
1: Emiratis underneath. So it's, um, I will try to explain this, but I I don't know if I'll get it right. Um, But we have a UAE president who is the the president of... um, The ruler of Abu Dhabi Dhabi, and then our prime minister at the moment. He is also the ruler of Dubai and we have seven emirates with seven different rulers and they all come together um, under the Supreme Council, um, which is the overarching entity, I would say, uh, that governs the UAE. Um, the Prime Minister's office, um, or the Ministry of Cabinet Affairs as a whole, um, it looks after all of the governmental affairs of, of, of the UAE, I would say. Yeah,
2: And I think it's also good to, to add on um, that UAE is a federation, so um, it combines all these seven emirates, and while we have federal laws and federal agencies, each emirate has its own local regulations, laws, and the way it functions. So currently where I work, uh, Abu Dhabi Global Markets, it's under the local emirate of Abu Dhabi, um, whereas the prime minister's is more of a federal federal level.
1: level.
0: It's really interesting. Um, So I guess that was perhaps um, not a misconception, but perhaps something that people may not have known about the UAE before. I guess a, a, a misconception that people may have is that Um, The UAE is a very rich country and um, can can basically throw money at a lot of public policy problems Mm -hmm. um, instead of perhaps doing what other governments have to do in terms of prioritising and and, um, being very fiscally conservative. Um, Is that an accurate perception,
1: Reem? I would have loved to say that we can throw money at all our problems. You know, it would make life so much easier. But in reality, it really is not. Um, being in center of government, I, I think I get to see a lot of it. And I was in some projects working on, you know, short term and long term long term strategies for the UAE, and you see the process of prioritizing and seeing what what needs to come first, and and also. If, if we could just throw money at all our problems, you would assume that everything is excelling 100%. But like any other government in the world, there are things that are doing better than others. And I appreciate in the UAE that we do have transparency in a sense that um, I remember once there was a post on the top uh, five performing ministries and the worst five performing ministries. And that just shows you that um, it's a matter of capabilities and capacities and and it's, money does not solve everything, you know. And it's way beyond that. And then I think the UAE tries so hard to be excellent, given its resources, but as well as given, you know, um, just functioning in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a very authentic way and a very transparent way um, between all ministries and just the whole of government.
0: Yeah. And uh, Reem, so you were working on a kind of long-term strategy for the prime minister's office. Um, In your view what is the biggest challenge facing um the uae in the next 20 years and how are you going to help tackle that challenge
1: well i can okay you may call me as a person that sees the cup half full but i do think that we see them back home as opportunities you know because when when you see things as opportunities you you start striving towards something and when you see them as challenges, it feels like you're running away from something, and and I think that really changes the mindset of the workforce and how they try to achieve goals. And I think for us, one of the biggest priorities is to diversify our economy in the UAE and um, just converting it into a more of a knowledge based economy. And and some of these the ways that they've they've, they've that they've tried to you know um, to achieve this, and and it's quite recent where we um, they established the uh, Ministry of Industry and advanced technologies. Um, We've also, if 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 I don't know if you know this, but recently um, we've had the first Emirati man go to the moon. And these are they may be they may look like small things to some people, but for us they are quite monumental and they're quite important because they are paving the way on how our industries are are being shaped and how you know the overall UAE economy is is is, I I would say heading towards. Um, And I think they're doing a really good job at trying to achieve that. You know. Um, step by step, and, and I can see it reflecting in, you know, the day-to-days of, of uh, people back home.
0: Great. Um, I did not know that about the first Emirati going to space.
2: Was it last year, two years ago? Yeah, and now we have the um, also the first Emirati woman who's going to go to space. As
1: Hopefully well. very
0: soon, yeah. That's amazing. And uh, I, I guess a final question for each of you. Um, what does the future hold for you? Are you going to space as well? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe, who knows?
0: <laughs> um, I think for me,
2: uh, one thing I learned is that things never go as planned. I, I never knew I was going to study economics. I never knew one day I was going to be in Oxford. All I've known growing up was that Miriam is either going to be a doctor, a neurosurgeon, <laughs> or a renewable energy engineer. I was the science kid back home. Um, so I, I, I think... Not knowing is sometimes good, embracing that uncertainty. And I think the most reliable way to predict my future is to actually try to create it. And I think that's what I want to do. I want to try to shape policies one day. I, um, Whether that's in government, what the future holds for me, um, I don't know, and I hope I find that soon. Or if not, I, I, I think I will find the beauty of becoming whatever it is I will become. Um, and... Uh, I think just living life knowing that I've given back to myself, to my country, and and the fact that coming out of Oxford, I I, I think I become more, I have become more of a global thinker. And to try to apply that back home, um, I think that's something that I would love to do. Um, but for now, I, I just want to embrace the uncertainty.
1: Yeah, it's a very hard question, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um coming to oxford and I, I think i've said that to said this to a lot of my peers um i've grown to realize something about myself and i've grown to realize something that i like an interest that has been sparked while i was here and um i feel i want to go back home working in government and working in public policy but at the same time i do want to work on a personal venture, which is more focused on education and giving opportunities for people to get high quality education from rural areas uh, and, and villages, whether it was, you know, in the Middle East or even beyond that. Um, and I'm very excited to say that just my, my summer project here at Oxford is going to be my first venture into that field and trying to explore it. And who knows, 10, ten years from now, I would like to say, and and it's it's quite, it's quite I would say overwhelming for me to say that, but for me to have an actual target to say, yeah, hoping within the ten nec- the next ten years for me to actually establish, um, this this personal project, whether it was a school or any form of, of giving these people that opportunities, so this podcast is a way for me to to be held accountable for this yeah, yeah. for my own um, personal venture, and yeah,
2: I think it's it's very beautiful to see how. When you first came in I remember you telling us as as your close circle yeah. your ideas and aspirations and each person was talking about you know the field that they want to venture in and I think seeing that come to life is so beautiful and and I really hope it does work out. I hope in the 10 year re- reunion you
1: you tell hope, us that yeah, this so is
2: something <laughs> that is
0: developed. Yeah. Well, you guys had it here first rames 10 year plan to, <laughs> um and we'll, we'll try to get up in at the 10 year reunion this, hopefully for uh, your <laughs> um so thank you so much uh Reem and mariam for um joining us today at the oxford policy pod um where we learnt about your uh amazing careers in the uae public sector and um a little bit about your future aspirations um Listeners, if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to Oxford Policy Pod wherever you get your podcasts and check out our recent episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Oxford Policy Pod underscore. Thank
1: you. Thank you, George. Thank you.